0: we're going to go over five of many unanswerable questions. Now, an unanswerable question is one that, well, is just that. It's a question that science, religion, or just general people don't have an answer to. Mostly they are deep and philosophical, but sometimes they're just kind of head scratchers. Welcome to Mysteries of Life with me, Rob Glasser. If you haven't yet, please hit up YouTube and Twitch and why we'll either hit that subscribe button and you'll be notified every time we come live. Now, the first one is one that I think takes us all back. And this is one of many. The site we pulled from actually has 800 questions. We're only gonna go over five. so. The first one that I thought was interesting to go over, which came first, the chicken or the egg? <laughs> now this actually goes deeper than many would assume. There's the um, idea behind religion, how how religion sees things were created. Then there's the scientific way behind it. But even with either or, you got to figure out what actually started what. Now a while back. No, actually, not that long, I think a week ago, we talked about some space mysteries, and one of them was, how did the universe start from nothing, and if, there, if nothing, how do you get something from nothing? Well, that's the same question here. Theoretically, there's two ways to go. You can ask it, well, if it's the egg first, then did everything start from the minuscule cell to grow? Or did the cells come together to make the ending, in this case, creature, who then produces the egg and continues the lineage. It's very hard to actually decipher because by the time we were people as people, it was already here. Nobody thought to wonder at the time which which did come first. Now, scientifically speaking, you would think these cells that made up the egg would have to be made before the chicken can grow. So theoretically, it's the cells to the egg to the chicken. However, one could also say, and many scientists have, that maybe these cells came together to make the bird first, who then laid a lineage of eggs, and then of course, there you go. It's a head-scratcher, but wait, we have more. Number two, what is at the bottom of the ocean? Well, that would actually consist on us actually finding said bottom of the ocean. We can go so far and even take robots and submarines down. However, there are areas of the ocean that are too strong and too dangerous for even a machine to survive, i.e. water pressure, amount of oxygen, whatever it is, whoever it is, whether it's a, a robot or a human going down. But what is at the bottom of the ocean well we can't answer because we don't know if we actually found the exact bottom of the ocean places like the mariana trench while we know of it we have geological mapping of it we've never really dis- um, what do you call it discovered went through it there's no person who can say i've uh, traversed the entire mariana trench and this is what it is so what is at the bottom of the ocean well let's get there first before we answer, (laughs) excuse me. Number three, this one will get kind of deep here. What happens to an idea when you forget it? Well, one could say that it actually isn't fully forgotten. The brain we do know actually holds information from when you were born through now. However, it pushes it to a part of the brain that isn't mainly used and also is cluttered with other things in order for you to learn and grow and see, you know, understand new things. So where does that idea go when you forget it? Well, I would say the idea is still there. You might not be able to pull it out again, or maybe by spark, it will come back. But some will say when the idea is gone, it's gone. Now, this is kind of one of those things when you are of a creative sort, let's say you're an artist or a writer, musician, even what I do, video uh, producing, stuff like that. You want to make sure that when you have something, you you jot it down, you tell somebody, you put it somewhere, so that way you can go back and figure out what you wanted to do with it. Unfortunately, many a times you're not around a piece of paper, or you're not around something, and you may not just be able to throw it down because you might be in the middle of doing something. So, where does an idea go? I don't know. That's a really good question. I actually like this one so far. Excuse me. The first two were more scientifically bound, but scientifically unanswerable. This one here, this is a good one. This is one that makes me really scratch my head and go, "Where do my ideas go um, that I forget?" You know, what is it now? Dep- now again, there is that spark where you might go, "Oh, oh, wait!" And you know, hours later, you go, "I remember what I was going to tell you." That's cool. However, many times it, it just doesn't come back. So where, where does it go? All right. Number four, here we go. Well, excuse me. Here we go. Will humans ever be able to measure the weight of truth? So this really asks the question, who says what is truth or what is wrong? What is right? Will we ever be able to measure the true meaning of truth. I don't think so. I think humans, because of how we um, change, how we grow, how we evolve, our thoughts change and grow and evolve with us. So what might be good and true for you at 15 might be different at 30 and might be different again, as you, as you age or time period wise, Back in the day, you know, there were things that they thought were okay and good. And you find out now, no way, that's not okay. Now, a lot of things that are easier to understand are things that are just generally, you know, rules to to abide by. The the biblical rules, you know, um, I'm blanking on all of them right now, but the Ten Commandments type of thing. There are things that just generally make sense that you do or do not do, or you just stay neutral of. But how do you measure it when it changes person to person, right? It changes as you grow. Now, last one we're gonna go over. If you are waiting for the waiter to take your order, are you a waiter yourself then? Now, this is really one of those fun, (laughs) excuse me. This is really one of those funny play on words. Waiting for the waiter, are you a waiter yourself? This really is kind of more of a, I think it's more of a joking thing, but it is true. The word waiter really could be somebody who's waiting or somebody who is taking of the order. So yes, you are a waiter, but not the waiter who is waiting to take your order coming to your table, right? This is a play on words. I think it's super funny. Um, You know, I I, there's no answer to this question because I don't really think it's a legitimate, unanswerable question to begin with. But it is funny. This is what you this is what you would call one of those, you know, riddle riddle type of deals. Because the words are exactly the same, but they mean two different things. You're playing with the sentence, and you still make people uh, scratch your head. I do give them credit. That is a very clever play on words, and that is hilarious. I'm going to use that somewhere else. Um, what do you guys think? Check out the list. There are 800 ones in there. I just saw one that said, "Why is bacon not or or why why is bacon not baked and cookies not cooked because of the words?" It's got a lot of good stuff in there. Thank you guys for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this video. If you haven't yet, please subscribe. As I mentioned. Thanks for watching. We'll be back tomorrow with a brand new set of fun. Join us on Discord to keep talking. We will see you.